Jesus, so much clipping. Hello, welcome everybody to the We Only Do One Take Podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. Holy crap, the clipping. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the man that clips all the audio, and I have to edit. It's Kieran. How you doing, buddy? Uh, thank you very much. We've got to bring this table over a little bit closer. Uh, you can do that. <clears throat> oh, well, you know, CEOs don't do manual labour, Turch. <laughs> You don't do any work. That's what we're talking about. That's um, uh, but good to be here. I feel like um, we've been sick. There's oh. been COVID. There's been bronchitis. You know what? Still haven't caught there's, the COVID. There's been World War Three. Uh, the gas. The Top Gun's out. Top Gun's out. And, you like, know, a lot of things uh, are... Pa- the power bills are more expensive. Apparently, we're going to have rolling blackouts during our recording. There's cabbage in the lettuce now. <laughs> um, uh, did, did you see that? Kentucky Fried Chicken is now Kentucky Fried Cabbage. Yeah, Kentucky Fried... <laughs> I don't really eat KFC, well, so I'm, know, I'm not really... That's really... what the C stands for in, in, in KFC. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Cabbage, yeah. Uh, but but I'm uh, sure there are some... KFC fanatics out there that are outraged. Well, look, Kieran, I've got I've got two things. I can go in one of two directions uh-huh. here. Do you want me to talk about what I'm ranting about today? Sure. Or do you want me to tell you about my story of how I made homemade salami? I want to hear both. Okay. I want to hear both. Let's talk. Well, speaking, we'll go off the old KFC route. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of disgusting, horrible fast food. This is my rant today. Kieran, you go to a fast food restaurant and you just go, pretty much you know what you want. You order off you straight off. You expect 15 year olds behind the counter yeah. that can't speak to anyone, no customer service, no, you, and spit in your burger. But that you, is what you expect. But if you go to McDonald's, what yeah. do you order? What do I order? Yeah. Uh, either a McChicken burger yeah. or the quarter pounder. Kieran, there's a whole subset of really fucking disgustingly fat people out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about one later on in the show Excellent. too. Excellent. But I'm going to talk about a general subset of people. Uh-huh. And they think these overly large fat people think that they've broken the system. Uh-huh. Right? Are you talking about these fuckers that complain when they're at Macca's? No, no, no. They've beaten the system. They go, you know what we can do? There's actually, at all these fast food mess restaurants, I don't know if you've heard about this, Kieran, secret of the trade, secret mm. of the fat person trade, mm. there's a secret, secret menu at all of these fast food restaurants. No! <laughs> and they've decided, <laughs> hey, let me put together a website with all my gluttony in one place. And if you, anyone would like to check it out today, it is called... Hackthemenu.com. So what this does is it catalogs, <laughs> it catalogs people's. Now, sorry, I'm just amazed, right? Because <laughs> I used to go into these fast food establishments and just get the stock standard yeah. meal, no creativity. That's right. And then one time, about three years ago, I was at the movies. Yeah. And someone bought M M&M, and no uh, Maltesers. Yes. Or M and M's. I don't know what whatever the fuck they are. And popcorn. And put them and then, together. And then combine them, them in together. And I was like, oh my god. That is genius. Yeah, yeah. And so, then I've seen other people do these wonderful things with the fast food establishments. So this what this whole website is about. It's a bunch of really overly gluttonous people <laughs> deciding, hey, we've we've actually made we've got we've ordered stuff off the secret menu. Now I thought to myself, you know what? I'm I'm slightly curious because on a drunken night, I don't mind myself a Big Mac. Uh-huh. Goes down very smooth. But if there's something I can buy yeah and have ready for me uh-huh. to eat that's yeah. better than a big mac i'm all in right 
So I'm going to go through a couple of these meals. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, one, why that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of, and two, why this is not what they're actually advertising. Got it. Okay. okay? So the first one is called the Big McChicken. Right. The Big McChicken. Yeah. So... Is this from McDonald's? It's from McDonald's. So okay. all the, I've just chosen all McDonald's. I think that's most the most universal. Right, right, right. right? So you think to yourself, hey, that sounds pretty good. Now, look at... The, you know when they do advertising pictures? Yeah. And you're just like, hmm, that looks delicious. Look at the picture. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. The picture does not... The picture, that looks like there's cabbage in that, uh, that McChicken. So, this is what you need. You need... So this is this is available every store apparently. You can order this, and I thought to myself, you can order this. Like if you go there and go, I I would like a Big McChicken. This is what they're gonna give you. I don't trust the fourteen or fifteen year old <laughs> to know the secret menu. And then when I say Big McChicken, then they're gonna completely <laughs> fuck it up. So that's what I thought too. And then that's exactly what's happened. No, no, no. You don't just go there and go, hi, I'll have a Big McChicken. They're like, oh, you order off the secret menu, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's $15. No, no, no. You, as according to this website, have to purchase separately. Um, You order a Big Mac and then three McChickens (laughs) and then replace the Big Mac buns with the McChicken patty. So you order <laughs> gluttonous four wow. burgers, four burgers. Remove good if you if you don't want any carbohydrates, I guess. But you remove all the bread. You put that to the side, and then you stack your you. Do you have to do this yourself? You have to do this well, yourself. That's not a secret, <laughs> secret menu. <laughs> that's exactly right. I was like, one that sounds fucking disgusting because the Big Mac sauce and the mayonnaise really isn't going to go well together. No. Secondly, you're doing... If you have to do the work of putting the burger together yourself, that defeats the purpose of going to a fast food restaurant. You might as well just make your own. It's not a secret menu. A no, secret menu is they do it, do it for, for you. you. It's like you go there like to a restaurant and they're like, oh, look, we don't have that on the menu anymore, but for you, sir, we can still make it. It's almost like you're going to a vegan restaurant, but you give them a wink and they actually give you a steak. Yeah, they give you a steak. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's the tofurkey <laughs> wink. You know? Okay, do you want to see some of these other meals that yeah. you could potentially yeah. get? Okay, here we go. This is, <laughs> this is the Land, Sea and Air Burger. Right. So all you have to do <laughs> is order a Big Mac, a fillet of fish and a McChicken, and then you assemble the burger. And this is the worst bit. You assemble the burger however you see fit. So there's no rules. Oh. <laughs> there's no rules to this burger. It's just, hey, you wanted the patties down the bottom. Like, when when like, I've watched Gordon Ramsay put a burger together. Mm-hmm. And the way he puts the burger is very specific. So when oh, you yeah. bite into it, like you want the layers of like, you want the cheese to melt onto the burger. But you, and want, you don't but you don't want the lettuce being interfered. Yeah, yeah, but you have the lettuce on yep. top for the crunch. Yeah. And then like the sauce at the bottom to hold everything together. And then maybe the bacon in the middle. So it like, you know, the bacon juice drips down the side, which is different to having it at the bottom or at the top of the burger. This is just like, and just put like four shitty burgers together and hope for the best. Have you ever heard of the French fries in the Sunday? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've never tried it though. Mm. I feel like I would like it, but I'm not a big sweets fan. So I would only eat like a little bit of Sunday. Right, right, right. Okay, do you want to see my favorite burger? Yep. Okay. Is it a whole bunch of chicken nuggets? <laughs> So this one's called the McGangbang. 
And here's the secret to this one. Uh-huh. You simply order a McDouble and a McChicken and you place the McChicken inside, in between the patties of the McDouble. So, <laughs> you have a beef patty on top, beef patties, and in the middle you just have a McChicken. Wow, there are some seriously some fat fucks There's some real around. fat fucks out wow. there. It's like, hey, not only was this good enough for someone to go, I have ordered this. They've gone, I'm going to share my recipe <laughs> with other people. And this is like a, it's a high rated, a highly rated sort of thing. And there's a whole bunch of burgers. you got like the two cheeseburger meal. Um, you got like uh, the McBrunch burger. You've got like, you know, secrets about, uh, how about this Monster Mac? Look at this. So the Monster Mac, look at this. That's Fucking hell. <laughs> Again, at all locations. Uh, simply request eight or any number of beef patties and cheese in your Big Mac. So this is just, hey, I would like a Big Mac, but add like six more patties. What? Like, how does that make the, the experience any better? Like, like McDonald's and all fast food restaurants. But I'm going to say, talk about McDonald's because that's what we're talking about here. McDonald's have like teams of really well-paid scientists that wanted to do more with their lives. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> no, these scientists could have done anything with their lives, but they sold out. Yeah, they sold out and went, and fuck, like, it. fuck it. I'll take the <laughs> I'll money. I'll take the money. Yeah. So they've been paid like half a million dollars a year to literally put chemicals in a test tube to make the most delicious, perfect burger experience that could be happened you can literally go to France and order a burger and know I'm going to get the delicious taste of a Big Mac sauce in my mouth or a crispy golden chicken McNugget. That's what I'm at. I know what I'm getting everywhere because of that reason. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet these people go, no, 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 guys. <laughs> I'm just being a fat guy. I feel like me- they're, uh, <laughs> what's the word for entrepreneur in um, McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> So all these fat people have gone along and go... A a McPreneur. McPreneur, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. McFat. (laughs) That's what it is. All these fat people have just gone, no, no, guys, guys. Uh, Look, you may be a scientist and this is your job, but I have a better, more well-developed palate than your levels of genius of science. See, I thought I was a genius when I asked for chips in my kebab. Yeah. But that's like almost a normal... And then I realised it's an actual item. Yeah. Yeah. So you just order the actual item next time. <laughs> you know, they probably charged you more because <laughs> it's, it's different. Probably. I've got a rant that reminds oh, me. Oh, please. I can't be talked about my gangbangs anymore. <laughs> Out Saturday night, a couple of did. Saturday nights ago. And uh, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., what mm. do I want? Kebab, Brunswick Street. Beautiful. I thought, let's go down to the kebab. The kebab place was so packed. Oh. That uh, Slovakia King has closed. What? So it's just real Greek. What? <laughs> How did Slovakia King close? Slovakia, well, they were right next door to one another. Yeah, one, I know, but they one, were always both packed. They were always both packed. And now that because one of them has closed down, the other one is Double so packed, packed that I left and actually ordered a burger from a burger place. Oh, I'm. that's that's very disappointing. You didn't order, did you order him a gangbang or a <laughs> land, sea, and air burger? Or did you just go, I'll just have the number two? Like, that's. <laughs> that seems like, yeah, like, that number, seems like a logical two. choice. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a logical I choice. I needed something to soak up the alcohol. Oh. Well, speaking of soaking up the alcohol, uh, other things that have happened 
and I'd like to tell the story, a bit of culture into you, into mm-hmm. you, Keo. I, I feel like I feel like I know where you're going with this. And Church, <laughs> how does it now feel to be a hundred percent Italian? That feels pretty fucking. I fantastic. feel like I feel like you've had this since I've known you. This I know. Earn, earn is that the right word? This urge, urge yeah. this urge to be a hundred. We're talking about urns later on. <laughs> <laughs> this hundred percent Italian, this culture that hasn't been passed I on know, to you. I know. And now you've experienced. I've, I've it. kept, I've kept the voice in the back pocket for a long time, but now I can fucking bring it out. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, my uncle and I, we said yes, we're doing it. We're making the salami, and it was a fantastic. Which, which there was a lot of resistance. From a lot of resistance. A so lot of resistance. That's what I want to talk about yeah. here. I want to talk about the ridiculousness of levels. L- look, I know people that try to get out of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just tell me. If you don't want to do it, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, we'd really like, you know, a bit there. All right. So my uncle goes to me, Anthony, we're going to make the salami this year. I'm like, I mean, and he's bought the, he's bought some and he of the goes, equipment and he as goes, well. He goes, yeah, he goes, I, I, I'll get the grandparents involved. But you, do you want it in? All you have to do is buy the meat. So he wants to start doing it every year. I'm yeah, like, look, right. I'll buy my meat. Uh, how much are you doing? Uncle said, I'm making 15 kilos. I'm like, done. I'll just match you. Makes it easy. That way you don't have to calculate. It's 50-50. You know? Yeah. Easy. Uh, we'll do 50-50 of the work. And he goes, I'm going to buy the machine. Uh, do you want money for the machine? No, I don't. Perfect. I'm in. Excellent. So I get a call from the nonno. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's go back. We book it in for a day. From what I heard, if I take the, all the listeners back, in case they haven't listened to the episode, there was a dinner with your nonno it and nonna, yeah, and it, there was, was apparently was an argument okay. that went for five hours. It was a long argument. But about that, why this, they this, haven't this, passed this, on their knowledge this, this is a confer- of the sal- salami and the sauce okay. and but all we, that Italian we're just heritage. Interested, we're just interested in the salami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about the sauce. I could buy that. Don't care about the wine. I could buy that. Okay. Salami, I can buy, but there's something about it. Right. right. And I go, okay, so we book in a day. Beautiful book in a day. Anyway, so it was the week before and I get a call mm-hmm. and it's, you know, when you just have, like, you have someone's name in your phone. Yeah. Like I have my nonna. It says yeah. nonna. Yeah. No. I pick up the phone and I go, hi, nonna. How are you doing? And on the other end, no, this is the nonna. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there on the phone going, how, like in my head, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> <laughs> it says nonna like, you know what I mean like if you called it, I'm like hey Kira's like, and then Blaine picked up and said, oh no it's actually Blaine fuck you like, wait, wait. <laughs> like how was I you supposed expect to a nonna and a nonno to know that the, the yeah, no, no. is the same anyway, and nonno goes to me look I, the butcher talking to the butcher and uh, the weather is no good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay what does that mean? Like, I need the next step. Church, the weather is no good. It's no good. It's too hot. All right. So what did we do? I have to wait a little bit longer. All right. So we booked in another date. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I called my Uncle Frank a couple of days before we were having a chat. And he goes, did you hear the issue that we had with the butcher? And I'm like, no, but I'm very interested in this story. So Nonno goes, I'll pick up the meat on your behalf because I, I know the butcher, I've got this relationship. Yeah. This, so he goes into the butcher and the, he already orders the meat. He already orders the pork. And the, the, like it's the shoulder and it's the leg and it's a combination. It's yeah. the fat. 
And he goes, yeah, I need 30 kilos. Easy. He goes to the butcher, and the butcher goes, here you go, 30 kilos, ready to go. And Nonno goes, oh, no, 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 no. You seem to misunderstand me, good sir. I need you to mince that meat in front of me, because I don't believe this is what you're selling me. Really? (laughs) This is real. (laughs) Wait, so you don't do the mincing at your house? No, no, we don't do that. We can. Yeah. But... The butcher has all like it's the pop- easier for the butcher. A lot of easier, yeah, and then we just put yeah. it throughout salami, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, machine. Easy. So the butcher's standing there, looking at this old Italian man who's thinking he's scamming him out of millions of dollars. It was three hundred bucks for all the meat. It was like right. ten bucks a kilo. Yeah, yeah. not breaking the bank, right? Uh-huh. The guy's standing there going, "I, this is what I have." And no one's like, "No, you have to get another leg and do it in front of me." Now, like one leg. He's like... Oh, the butcher had already minced it. He'd already minced it. Oh. It was ready to go. <laughs> like, he could have just picked it up and walked out and it would have been the exact same. So the butcher had to find other legs <laughs> and oh. grind the meat in front of my grandfather <laughs> while my grandfather stood there with, like, a hand on him. <laughs> All right? This is where the flavour comes from. So, <laughs> this is what we don't so, understand. So... The butcher does it all and goes, hey, mate, look, I've only got, because I've already minced up 30 kilos, I've only got 23 left. So I get this call. It's like, we only got the 23 kilo. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, how did that happen? And I hear this story. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And but you've already co- paid for it. Well, no, we only paid for what, how much we bought on the day. Oh, right, right, right. And then, so my, we were there, uh, Uncle Frank's like, well, we're going to come back in like a, two weeks <laughs> and do the other 10 kilos. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we get there and, no, no, we get another call uh-huh. uh, and I get a message saying, one of Nonna's friends is coming to help. Uh-huh. And my uncle calls me again and goes, the whole point of this was being like a family bonding thing. Uh-huh. Like, you know, a passing down of... Like, passing of the torch. Yeah. You know, understand, general, I'm going to bring my daughter. It's going to be you. It's going to be great. How good is it? Uh-huh. Passing of the torch. And now we've got, like, a woman coming in as, like, a uh, uh, project manager <laughs> 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 to come in and, and show us how to do things. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I, she's actually quite good she's written like a cookbook you like, need to get a membership at the Italian club so uh, next year when you and Frank do it you can get the woman yeah, no. to come in and project manage oh so anyway all good she's coming and then I get this this thing my mum tells me apparently Nonno told her that it's not actually a good time to make salami uh-huh. right now and I'm like okay we've already had the issue with this not enough meat uh-huh it's been too hot and now it's, it's fucking freezing in Victoria at the moment. Yeah. Tell me, why is it now? <laughs> it's not a, good t- not a good time to make a salami. And then my mum's on the phone with me. She goes, oh, this is going to sound crazy. I'm like, oh, wow. Now, if my mum is saying... <laughs> It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. We're, we're, we're in a yeah. fucking, you know, she's yeah. a woman. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, um, <laughs> the moon is not right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like I said, these are the things that we don't understand. You know, this is. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, okay, I need to just rewind the tape just a little bit there. We're just gonna play that back. The moon isn't right, and my mum goes, "Oh, it's an old Italian thing. You're meant to um, kill the pig when the moon is in like detrograde, so like going like." When it's like the cycle, yeah. when it's coming down yeah. rather than up. Up means it's not ready yet, apparently. And I'm like, well, look, tell the guys at Don Salami and Primo Salami that they're doing it wrong there because uh-huh. they're making fucking salami all, all year round. <sighs> anyway, I'm like, so this is homemade salami, Turch. So I put that to a side. So you're telling me you're giving me some sausages to take home and, and the moon wasn't going down? Yeah. Wow, I'm going to spit on these sausages. Oh, that's your problem. They're not mine anymore. <laughs> You're going to eat them, not me. Anyway, so it's like, okay, we put that to it. We're finally at the slimy making day. The production line's actually going quite well. Even my nonna's friend. What time did you start? We started at 8 in the morning. Oh, jeez, they had to get up early. They did, but it's all right. We waited around about 45 minutes so we could have coffee. Uh-huh. All right, good. <laughs> it was a good, good sound. Sound the machine. Have a good time. We're about halfway through. We've done about 10, 15 kilos. And Nonna's friend, Maria, of course. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's real. <laughs> this is Maria. This is Pete. This it's is Paul. <laughs> this is Maria. Oh, sorry. It's, you know. So Maria turns to us and goes, just to let you know, the moon is no good. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. Oh, my God. You fucking it. It's just. Like, I don't. What, what, what am I doing <laughs> in my life? These are the people. I'm. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, Do you know how much my, talk would have happened at the Italian club oh. back with all their networks? The shame you have brought on <laughs> to your nonno. Nonno? Nonno. Nonno and nonna. Unbelievable. So that was... So look, it all got made. It's hanging up in my nonno's. I'm going to have to talk to my other Italian friends and say that my friend made salami, but he fucked up it with the moon. So, and okay. now I can't talk to okay. him. So this is the thing that shit me the most, right? Yeah. Like After a whole day, we turned, like, it was like uh, about 12.30 by the time we sort of finished and cleaned everything up, had some lunch. Donna made uh, letter like chicken cutlets. Yeah. Like, crumbed, beautiful. We leave and I go home. I tell Jess all these stories. And I'm sitting on Facebook scrolling through because I'm, you know, it's physical work. Yeah. A lot of, you know, I'm looking through and i got a, some other Italian, like people like me, my age, went to high school with it, like not close, but like acquaintances enough. We'll say hello to each other. Yeah. Have a look. All of their families, same day as me, making the salami. And I'm thinking to myself, obviously the moon doesn't really matter too much. <laughs> Oh, they just need something to complain about. Oh, I swear to God. Jess was just like, do you think they make all these things up so they don't have to do anything? <laughs> I'm like, that's why the Italian economy went from Roman times of slaves making them do things all the time to them having to do stuff. Uh, and then going, holy shit, uh, no, the moon's not good. Can't do the work. <laughs> oh, it's great. So, can you t- imagine using that to your boss? I know. I, I can't do my work. The moon. <laughs> yeah, the moon. Not so good. It's 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 only detrograde. It's in retrograde. Uh, it's gonna go down for me to really punch out this project. My my apologies, good <laughs> sir. Let us wait another week. Let us wait another week. So that's the thing. Like they're retired. Yeah. So if they go, oh, the moon's good. 
Oh, it's also a Tuesday morning. <laughs> you imagine getting that call? Hello, work? Yeah, shut up for a minute. I'm making salami today. Yeah, the mood's good. <laughs> Weather's cold? The Italians have woken up early. I've got to go. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's fucking unbelievable. It's great. Uh, so anyway, that's my experience. In 12 weeks, hopefully I'll have something. Uh, so where is the salami hanging? Not in those garage. Okay, good. As, 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 uh, I mean, I've had to dry garlics before. Yeah. So I think I, I know... I know some of the pain. The, some of the well, pain, okay. yeah. So Donald's like, oh, Thursday I'm going to be very busy. I'm like, what's going on? What do you have to do? Like, we're trying to learn. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the, the slime has been hanging. And they've got lots of water in them. Nothing to me. Mm. But after a couple of days, you've got to take them down mm. and put them on the table. Right. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, okay. And then what? Well, like, I know that they end up back hanging. Yeah. But when do you hang them back up? And he goes, oh, like on Sunday. And I'm like, okay. But why... <laughs> <laughs> why do we take them down <laughs> to put them on a table? <laughs> yeah, why? And then <laughs> three days later, like Jesus, rise back <laughs> up again to the ceiling. <laughs> what's, what's the and rationale? And then he goes, oh, because you've got to press. I go, sorry, can we just, what does that mean? He goes, I get a big wood, mm-hmm. <laughs> big wooden board. Yeah. And I put it on top and I put the bricks on top uh-huh. and it squeezes <laughs> the, the, the water <laughs> out of the salami. Right. So when we, so it looks a bit flatter, like a suppressor. Uh-huh. And then we put it back up to dry. And I'm looking at him and go, so you take it off to Do- put some weight on it. Does it actually matter? I don't know, but that's the what he's doing. <laughs> so tomorrow night, when this episode comes out, I will be at my nonno's house helping him take down salami to get a big piece Can of wood. Can you fucking send me pictures? I've got to see this <laughs> To shit. put this on top of salami uh-huh. with a couple of bricks. <laughs> uh, any bricks? or I Look, I'm not going to go into the colour texture. these bricks that taste. have come from Italy for uh, salami? Uh, he said seven to eight. So I'm assuming it might not... It'll have to be seven or eight. There must, there probably is a number. I'm assuming, like, maybe it's 13, because that's the lucky number for Italians with the disciples and Jesus at the Last Supper. Maybe that's the important number. Or seven is the lucky number, because that means Jesus. I don't know if you knew that in Italian. Like, well, ask him what the moon's doing. Oh, I don't the know. The bricks and the moon is very important. So anyway, in 12 weeks... This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. There's these other things, like... Um, who, oh, we, I got in trouble last time by one of our uh, one of our fans by not saying back in Nam. It's true. Yeah. The like the whole thing with my phone number ends in eight eight eight. Oh, that's unlucky. No, that's very no, lucky. super no, lucky. Like, yeah. Super lucky. And apparently, I could sell my phone number. Like megabucks. So some people I think like number two is also lucky, or Chinese yeah, is like lucky, yeah, or something like mega, that. Mega, mega, mega bucks. Mm. But when my good friend Hung and his wife Cha, I helped them five years ago get a mobile phone mm. for his wife, and we had to go through like you know the list of numbers, pick a number. I was like, I fucking pick any number. Yeah. No, no, no. He had to. It had to be the right number because uh-huh. it had to have all these eights in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was fucking unbelievable. And then the phone had to be gold as well, okay. not black. Uh, these weird superstitions superstitions really I think these ancient cultures really 
it means something a lot to them. We're yeah. just like, and um, I'm just like, I've got no fucking. I idea. remember someone used to go, oh, the, you know, the full moon, more, more, more crime mm. or more crazies, and I'm like, I always used to think that was true because it's like, and when I used to work at a certain place, I asked, I, I got to speak to a number of police officers, mm. and they were doing like the crime stats. And I go, hey, good curiosity. Do you find any fluctuations of any sort of crime when there's full moons? And they look at me and they go, you know how many people ask us that? Like, everyone. And I go, so what is it? He goes, nah, it's the same. Ah. <laughs> people are just people. It, I think people just talk it up a little bit, you know, during those times. It's sort yeah. of like drop bears, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. We don't talk about them, but when we do... Like, we don't even put them on the news anymore in Australia. The drop bears, yeah. Yeah, because we just, the, the tax is just so common. They, um... <laughs> they should, though. Well, that's a, that's the liberal gov- liberal media for you, <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> oh. You got uh, any news for us? Because I want to really talk about this fat lip. Oh, uh, I know. I'll, I'll, I've got a couple of stories. Yeah, go for it. Um, all right. First one. Two M&M factory workers rescued after falling into chocolate tank. <laughs> Willy Wonka at scene <laughs> is a suspect uh, they had to be rescued after falling into a tank of chocolate and were unable to get out on their own they were taken to the hospital but are okay did you remember more like, importantly the chocolate had to be thrown out well yeah. do you remember two weeks ago or three weeks ago you brought in that story about the woman who fell into yeah, the porta poly yeah like if you had to like dream <laughs> scenario of dropping your phone somewhere and you go, you got two choices. Uh, Porta Poly <laughs> or chocolate. One of them sounds... Both dark, rich, chocolatey colours. Uh, but only one as good as the... Is the one that you really want there. Uh, Turch, there's a national shortage of basically everything at the moment. Electricity. Yeah. Gas. Cabbage and lettuce. I don't lettuce. understand how Wait, there's lettuce? a shortage of electricity. Don't they just get the mouses to run on the little treadmills? That's what and, I thought. That's what I thought. You know, um, there's about to be a shortage... Of Sriracha hot sauce. Oh, I did see this. That's sad. I've stocked up. I went to Costco. <laughs> oh, you've been to Costco now. I'm after, a Costco after man. After Mr. Auntie. Oh, we don't go to Costco because you... Not that I didn't want to we're, go. We're dwarfs and midgets and we can't carry it. Yeah, we just get our servants to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's, I think it's because our house is too small. I find sometimes you have too much of a product. Mm-hmm. and you can't, Like, you've got a bigger place than yeah. me. But I, just I don't mean, have right next to my shitter right now <laughs> is about 50 toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was a commodity at one stage. <laughs> you know what? Here's a good one. I was at my nonno's house. I'm looking at his, his garden. And yeah. he's like, do you want some chilies? Do you want some lemons? I'm like, yeah, look at his backyard. I go, no, no, you got $10,000 worth of fucking lettuce in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, yeah, lettuce too expensive. I never thought. Ten dollar, no good. $10,000 in the backyard at the moment. Uh, send some lettuce over here, buddy. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ten bucks. <laughs> Fresh. US, tank, US tech company proposes taser-armed drones to stop school shootings. <laughs> no, I've got it. I've, I've solved school shootings. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. What are pedophiles doing these days? I don't know. Michael very, Jackson died. Very little. Yeah. Very little. Get them. Mm. Give them jobs. Mm. 
protecting schools with guns. How does that work? Well, think about it. Who's going to protect children more than anybody else? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Walked right into that one, didn't I? (laughs) Walked into the school, two pedophiles there. No, you're going anywhere, fucker. (laughs) You're going to kill kids? We we rape them. We don't kill them. They're for fucking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get on to fat people. Remember, or was it two weeks ago, a week yeah. ago, we talked about the overly... Uh, the super fats. The super fats. The super fats and the fatness spectrum within Visif- uh, in, uh, Infinifats. Uh-huh. Um, we discussed that there is a podcast out there called the Fat Lipped. Fat Lip fat Podcast. And I said, I think this might be something that we, that we have to... We enjoy reviewing. Well, we enjoy reviewing podcasts, but I like to understand subcultures of the internet. And I feel like there's a gluttony, no pun intended, <laughs> of fat content out there. Speci- more, more specifically, fat women content. Because I think they've co-opted the body acceptance movement. Um, to be bang- I feel like fat guys are just like, yeah, I'm fat. Fat guys just go, yeah, I'm fat. Don't look at me. I can't fit into my t-shirt. Yeah. And then they either... Uh, kill themselves or they all get really ripped mm-hmm. there's no in between mm-hmm. like no one just goes oh yeah I lost like 10 kilos now that's it'll do well that's what you see on the internet anyway but this one here this fat lip uh, podcast is run by this woman named Ash who we discussed who I don't think is doing any more podcasts no she stopped but uh, I her pack, back catalogue is yeah, uh, yeah is phenomenal excellent and I downloaded an episode. I think you've got some clips for next week. I've got some clips that's for next how, week. That's how much we're into this yeah, show, yeah. right? Um, Don't listen to the episode I'm reviewing. I am not even know which one it is, Good. so it's even better. Uh, I like to be surprised. Because I think it'll be great. This podcast here yeah. uh, is meant to be is for fat, fat people by fat pe- people. And when she says p- people... Like our podcast, a podcast by idiots for idiots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But like when she says people, she yeah. just means herself uh-huh. because she is people. Yeah. So this woman is quite, quite large. I think during this podcast, she implies that she's over 500 pounds Fuck. as a woman. And I wow. w- kind of worked that out. Um, that is uh, 227 kilos. <whistles> so that's, that's, that's a big... That's huge. <laughs> that's that's at five hundred. I think she's more than that. So she might be at that two fifty kilo, wow. you know, sort of sort of weight limit. Whoa. So let's putting that all in perspective here. Uh-huh. She's uh, fat positive. She loves that. So she's giving us advice, and one of the pieces of advice she's giving us, or this episode anyway, she's focusing on what happens to fat people when they die. What they want to be able to keep their uh, consideration, their dignity, what are the options, and their weight limits, with mm-hmm. with weight limits, one of the options with that. So let's get this, uh, the intro to the show here. Hello, welcome to the Fat Lip, the podcast for fat people, about fat people. Pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let's talk about fat people and, and death. Sounds like So today, thing. we've got, before we start, a big blinking content warning. Um, on today's show, as you can probably tell from the title, I'm going to be talking about death, like a lot. 
So there's a, a trigger warning, Kieran, for fat people because they're going to be talking about death. And there's a trigger warning for all of our fans. Why do we need trigger warnings? Because death is a sensitive topic. It's a natural thing that happens. Correct. And you know, but you know what is an unnatural thing that happens? And this is why we need the trigger warning. Uh-huh. Are her excessively overly <laughs> loud inability to breathe. Yeah, three breaths there. Yeah. And that was a uh, 10 second clip or so. And she was very heavily breathing. This is the start of the show. I'm not even puffed out that it's 40 minutes in. <laughs> so here we go. Um, why is she making this episode? Um, but I decided to make this episode because with everything that 2020 has thrown at me personally, I've been thinking a lot about mortality. Um, I don't think I've ever been afraid of dying, but I do feel very anxious thinking about the people in my life who I will leave behind. So she's not worried about dying. Right, but she's anxious about people. Uh, yeah, she's anxious about the people. So she's worried about dying. Well, yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, yes. In so many words, because she's very eloquent. But if you if you're that big, the chances of you dying in the next decade is like pretty high. Pretty fucking high. Pretty fucking. Yeah. High. So speaking of that, as you can probably hear, there she's still struggling to breathe. Here we go. Um, the worst part about thinking about dying, though, that was in between. Like <laughs> I was between I was two words before she had to take a breath. The size of the Grand Canyon. If you're doing that, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a supercut later. And when you're feeling frisky and fresh. Okay. Uh, I have a supercut of her breathing. Excellent. And it is... Um, get your dicks out. Boys. Myself and everyone is looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Okay. So, uh, one of the things she said before is mm. how, how her death will actually affect others. Right. And I think that's a really weird way of looking at death. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be thinking about how the leading up to your death, how things are going to be affected right, more right, than right. anything else. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about what death will mean for me and for my loved ones and how my fatness will inform what happens when I die. Oh, okay. So now you realize that your fatness actually might be a problem. Mm. Very interesting that it took the the uh, the thought of death <laughs> to make you think. Actually, hold on a fucking minute. This is a problem. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe what I'm doing right now with myself is not the best thing in the world. Uh, and uh, obviously, one of the things she's realised is that uh, us uh, straight-sized people. Are out to get her. And all of her fat friends. Here we go. Okay. I think we probably avoid this topic whenever possible. Uh, because the outside world already tells us so often that we're doomed to die. So it's not something that we want to bring up to each other very often. Um, and as if we weren't all, regardless of body size, going to die. But I digress. <laughs> Sorry, that breathing. Is- it's amazing. I, I I couldn't even cut it out because it would take me longer to cut it all out than it would to leave, like to just listen to another 14 episodes of this. So she's saying there that I'm more worried because I'm fat and how that's going to affect me, but I'm also worried like that I won't have the options that I want in death. Death sucks. 
Yes. Yeah. But imagine having to go, I may have limited options of what I want because of the way my body... My ba- uh, way my body currently mm. currently is. Also, she said she called everyone who isn't fat the outside world. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't know if you heard that. Here we go. Listen to this. I think we probably avoid this topic whenever possible uh, because the outside world already tells us so often that we're doomed to die. I would say she's the outside world. We're the inside world because we can all fit inside of her. Oh no! Okay, okay. So let's so let's find out what you can, you what you can do when you you're fat and you die. Because even in death, fat people experience barriers to accessibility that sometimes we don't even know about, and those barriers increase the fatter that you are when you die. So. If there is a barrier in your way, sometimes it's more important to look internally. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly what I've written here. So her bad choices make it, make it hard for her to have the things that she wants, even in death. I'm fucking <laughs> dyslexic, right? Me too! And I've had to work extra fucking hard. I'm Italian! <laughs> to, to, to overcome... The fucking, you know, difficulties that I've had studying. So one of the things that she talks about here is, um, she'll talk about saying that causation doesn't, correlation doesn't mean causation, yeah. but this definitely was that. Okay, yeah. Telling us how we're about okay. to... She's talking about the funeral industry. industry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I cut that off. Telling us how we're about to die at any moment. And so you'd think that if fat people were dying in these huge numbers, the way that the medical medical community and the public at large imply we are that fat post-mortem and funerary information would be everywhere and you'd think that the funeral industry would be used to handling fat bodies and all the equipment um would be more than ready to handle us when we die (laughs) and turns out that that's not the case which is so interesting okay so what she's saying there is that the funeral industry Mm -hmm. is not actually used to dealing with uh, hippopotamuses. If you <laughs> hospital staff, when they have to like move a patient, yeah, even just a regular size, and they need like two or three people, yeah. If someone weighs a shit ton of fucking weight, so, that's going to be like. So okay, so like I said, to uh, she is over five hundred pounds, two hundred twenty-seven kilos. I thought to myself, let me find some animals that are equivalent mm-hmm. to that on average. Um, grizzly bears. <laughs> Horses, deers, and zebras all are roughly equivalent to this woman's weight. Wow. So, so I was having a look as well. She was saying that the funeral industry is not ready for people of her size. Mm -hmm. Even though, apparently, all of the people of her size are dying. Because that's fat people die early. I'm going to admit, there won't be a lot of them this size. Well, that's what I thought as well. So I'm like, okay, let's just say... How much of the population is obese? Yeah. And above... It's one third. Yeah. Okay, morbidly obese, it's about half of that, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then you get way past morbidly obese. So you've got now a percentage of... Because we would say most Australians, if they are, they would yeah. sort of be morbidly obese. Obese. Obese, obese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I remember being in America and going, I've never seen... That's right. 
I've ne- there are fat people in Australia. Well, that's but I have never seen well, fucking well, mega that's the fat thing. What we consider America. obese in different countries, like obesity levels of weight is lower in here, mm. in Europe, than it is in Australia, than yeah. it is in, in America. Yeah. So if you're just taking a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of a population who are definitely over 500 pounds or 220 mm. something kilos, you're actually only capturing like 3%, yeah. 4% of the actual population of, of a place. And if you're looking at building anything mm-hmm. or any sort of manufacturing of equipment or manufacturing of uh, products yeah. that are a mass consumption where literally everyone will need funerary services of some kind. So everyone will need a coffin or everyone will need an urn or this and that. You're going to build it for like the 97% or the 90% and have those 10% be like sort of outliers. Yeah. But she's angry because fat people die so much. And well, the I, oh, there's a, the it's admission like, that fat people die so much. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, number nine, here we go. There are so many um, things that you have to think about when you die as a fat person. Well, not you, but the people that uh, survive you. Um, and <laughs> so... You dying as a fat person is not really your problem. It's everyone else's problem. Mm. So you've just become an additional burden, <laughs> even in death. Um, this is a, I'll save the breathing one so later. Here's a really bizarre comment. The first thing that I wondered about um, was dignity in death for fat people. This is something that I do worry about when I think about dying. Um, not so much for me again. I'll be dead, so I don't think I'll care how my corpse is treated, but... I can't imagine how absolutely devastating it would be to be the loved one of a fat person who has died and to hear like disparaging comments about fatness or about the person's body from the people that you've trusted to care for your fat loved one. Okay. So your fat wife dies, Kieran. Mm -hmm. She's 600 pounds, 250 kilos. And you hire a professional funeral service company. And as they're pushing the big ass forklift to pick her up <laughs> they go this bitch is pretty fat hey that's the line that she draws <laughs> i gotta i gotta say i'm pretty sure everyone in the funeral industry and all of that when someone dies aren't actually gonna i, I would say they're gonna be like super professional super professional <laughs> because they also want your business yeah um but they might have to have a conversation about how do we transport the body well because maybe our equipment can't handle the weight which well, is the truth. We're going to talk a lot about that going on because we are only about a fourth of the way through these clips. Um, let's have a look here. Um, I'm sure that most of them are nice people, but what I do know about being... Okay, she's talking about the funerary stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that most of them are nice people, but what I do know about being a living fat person is that a surprising number of otherwise nice people are incredibly fat phobic. So... I don't know what the solution to this is, to be honest. So, even the people that you've deemed are nice probably are fatphobic. There's no winning. No, there is no winning. Okay. So now she did all this research, and the research she did was watch one YouTube video (laughs) of this mortician, right? And that's where she's getting all this information from about what you can... And can't do, yeah. In in death across the board, so, uh, 
I've got this clip written down as what does she think is going what does she think is going to happen? But in the beginning of the video, she says that her most asked question about the death of a fat person is whether or not their body will be treated in a dignified manner. And I think many fat people like me worry that our bodies might be mistreated in some way after our deaths. How old is she? Uh, she's like our age. Because I have never really thought about death. No. <laughs> that is not something that I'm sure it will probably become top of mind yeah. as I get older. Yeah. As not really... Uh, look... When I was filling out my super contribution, like yeah. beneficiaries, like there was that thing I had to think about. And that's probably been about it. Well, she's thinking about death so much. She's worried about how, like, her, what, how her body, the potential that her body may be mistreated in death. Like, she's going to get molested in death. Like, they're going to hire some people. If you're in hospital and you had cancer. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. And, and, um, here we go. But. I don't know if you knew this, Kieran, and this is something I just, I just sort of go think internally. Is there something that you could do, do to maybe prevent an early but death? But it's okay, Kieran, because psychic pe- uh, pe- uh, fat people have psychic powers. Have a listen. Have a listen to this. So this is where I'm talking about how you should choose yeah. your funeral director. Right. Fat people have psychic powers. Have a listen to this. So I think that if you're the type to have a death plan. And from doing research for this episode, I've learned that we should all really have a death plan. Um, Maybe part of that plan should be interviewing funeral professionals and choosing for yourself the person or people who will be handling your body when you die um, so that you can get some sort of feel of how they might treat you. And I think fat people are uniquely set up to make those judgments because we can tell when we're speaking to someone what their feelings are about fat bodies. Wow, they have... Fat people have the innate ability to understand completely just by a conversation with the person how they feel about fat bodies. Are, are you impressed about their skill? Imagine if they had the skill of diet and exercise. <laughs> that would be millionaires. Uh, you brought up... Oh, you can tell if someone's being a cunt to you. I think everyone has that ability, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're autistic. <laughs> might, might be the line. Uh, I even think people who are autistic can tell if someone's being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, do you want to hear something? Okay, let's be honest about. I've got to hear, let's be honest about weight and the needs for fat people. Is that it is super important when you die that the people around you, your loved ones or medical professionals, know that they should be honest about your size when they call a funeral director or whoever else might be handling your body after death. Whoever that is needs to be prepared with like possibly a larger gurney, possibly extra people to help move you, etc. <laughs> and it could be incredibly traumatic for your loved ones if the people who come to remove your body are ill-prepared. So it is super important that they're honest uh, when they make that call about your size and your weight. Hello, my, my, my daughter just died. All right, right. Um, how much did she weigh? Uh, 250 pounds. <laughs> we get there, three blokes rock up, like, oh, we can't fucking lift this hippopotamus. <laughs> what scenario in her head is she planning? Like, people are just going to lie and not be truthful or anything like that the whole way through. Um, so, Kieran, I'm gonna, I want to be cremated when I die. Very yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, I think I should go in, you know, like... Uh, Big Lebowski and just be poured over um, John uh, what's that? John Goodman's head. Yeah, excellent. Easy. Uh, I want to be like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> uh, 
I'm sure you've got some idea of how you want to go. I want my organs donated, cremated, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I want, I want it, maybe kept on top of the fridge for about thirty years. Uh, I, I want my body to be uh, dispersed, you know, yeah. all over Disneyland, oh. but I don't want to be cremated. I okay. just, yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about fat people options. No, I, I have, I do have a wish, Turch. I want my funeral to be in Alice Springs. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> no, you will go because I'll be dead. Yeah, well, you won't know. You and, don't believe in an afterlife. And, you know, they can't even come back as a fucking first ghost. You know why Alice Springs? So I've got my last like fuck you all. I've made you travel for me. Nah, see, the good thing is <laughs> being you being an atheist, not believing even in ghosts and shit. <laughs> Everyone go, yeah, we said to Alice Springs, I'll dump you in the ocean. Ah, you all fucking turn up on Zoom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right, let's talk about options. Now, there are many choices you can make about what happens to your body after your death. And I think traditionally in the U.S., we think of a funeral home care situation. Um, but there are other options, as well as some limitations for those of us who die fat. So I want to talk about all this, all this stuff. Okay. So they're going to talk about all this. All the stuff. options. I'm, I'm interested that, to hear the options. Before that happens, do you want to hear her breathing? <laughs> sure. Okay. So I cut this. This is a minute of her breathing. <laughs> you, you, are not, stop, you are not playing a minute. We can stop it at any time. <laughs> it's all different ones. And I didn't even capture them all. And this happened within the first 13 to 14 minutes of the show. Okay. <laughs> the background music's still going. Alright, fucking turn it off now. That's that's enough. <laughs> Got sixteen minutes in. Oh my god. Sixteen seconds in. Uh we can we can come back to that any time that you want. Let's talk about caskets. For most of modern history in the US, most people have chosen traditional burial after death. Um, for fat people though, the standard burial funeral packages might need some amendments. Uh, for one thing, some fat people require bigger caskets than the industry standard. Uh, a standard casket measures 24 inches wide on the inside. So that can accommodate most people who are under 350 pounds. Um, but for those of us who are fatter than that, <laughs> if you choose to be buried in a casket or displayed in a casket after your death, you will need a larger casket. Do you need some number crunching? So the standard ca- casket. That's a fucking big <laughs> casket. Can hold someone that is... 350 pounds. Which is about 158, 160 kilos. Yeah. Right? Now, like I said, uh, anyone above that 350 pound mark, I worked out to be the top 5% uh-huh. of fat people in, in all of the world. And mostly like obese countries, so like America, Australia, some of Europe. No other country is require, requires a, a coffin unless they're doing like five children in there a coffin bigger than that wow you know so let's talk about the biggest caskets they have <laughs> okay some funeral homes are now stocking larger caskets but sometimes you need a custom-made casket uh but they are available there are caskets that can accommodate a body that is up to a thousand pounds so if that is the choice that you want to make there are options for you a um, thousand pounds <laughs> What is a thousand pounds? Four hundred and fifty kilos. Fuck. Here, that—that's not a casket for a human. That's a casket for a gorilla. <laughs> like seriously, 
Okay. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Okay. Um, let's have a look. But then if you've got a bigger casket, you might need something else that's bigger for the casket. Another thing that you should think about, though, is that often a larger than standard casket requires a larger than standard burial plot and also a larger than standard vault. So a casket goes into a cement vault um, before it's buried. And so if you have a larger casket, you're going to need a bigger vault and also a bigger plot. So many cemeteries bury people in like a tight grid to optimize space. And so a casket that's extra wide might not fit in their plots. So you're going to need more plot size. You might need to buy, well, they're going to buy like you sell you yeah. half a plot. You're going to have to buy two, two. Just like seats on Just a plane. Just like, like on a plane, yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine you and your wife go into a cemetery? Why there? would you know if you're really fat? Why would you not want to have two seats? Because you can lift the fucking armrest up. Imagine you go to a funeral. Thing. So we're gonna buy a plot together. My husband and I, we love each other, so yeah. we want to be together forever. And, and then, sorry, we're one short because some fat bitch bought two. <laughs> Unreal! Oh. Unreal! Have I listened to this one? And unfortunately, some cemeteries will require fat people to pay for two plots side <laughs> by side because the fat tax persists even in death. Okay, it's not a fat tax, lady. It's effort. <laughs> It's size. It's it is size literally tax. size. It's your, you've done this to yourself and now you're paying the price, both uh, with your health and monetarily. Amazing sort of stuff. Okay. Uh, I love the fat tax. And actually, funeral costs for a fat burial can be quite a bit more expensive as well. Some funeral homes charge up to $3,000 more for a not fat person than for a not fat person based on the extra needs of a fat body. So like... More personnel for moving and preparing the body, well, the duh. larger bolts, extra <laughs> embalming costs. You know, you need a bigger hole, Doug. Um, what is this? Socialism? I know, it's like, oh, uh, well, uh, it's it's to bury to get, but I also need like two extra blokes, <laughs> like to dig a hole, and uh, I need more petrol for the for the uh, yeah the, the digger. There's more fucking costs, you know. Uh, I also need like you know wood's expensive at the moment; it's doubled in price, uh-huh. so. Uh, for your casket. Okay, let's talk about my my preferred way, cremation. Um, but what about cremation? What about cremation? Oh, exactly. I know what's um, coming another up. Consideration yeah. is- so you're ready for this? Uh, I, I, I want to hear um, it. Another consideration is that very fat bodies require more heat over a longer period of time for cremation. So finding a crematory with experience and doing this safely is important. So to be cremated... If you're really fat, if you're really you need fat, more heat. You would need you need more heat. Wow. And for a longer period of time. Wow. So, even though you're full of fat, that should pop off like a fucking popcorn in a in a vat of oil. No, all the fat takes so long to render down. It's like cooking a steak. Wow. You need to let the fat render and melt away at higher temperatures so it doesn't just sit there and cook. It doesn't even get to the bone unless they go hotter. Wow. Oh, here we go. Uh, here's some clips back to back. Uh, let me just go here. Uh, so I need to... Let me see. Um, for fat people in particular, though, it's important if you're choosing cremation to know that there are special considerations. Okay, um, here we go, here we go. So two, oh, here we go. 
you need to contact the crematory before transportation to make sure that they are experienced in cremating fat bodies and that their crematory machines can accommodate a fat body. Like some crematories are just not equipped to handle very fat people because, you know, their machine just isn't big enough. So just like like an MRI machine, if you're too fat, they send you to like the zoo. Yeah. Uh, it's the same here. They might wow. send you to the zoo to get cremated. Uh, here we go. Um, and again, because the cremation of fat bodies often costs more compared to not fat bodies. Um, some crematories charge between $100 and $500 more to cremate a fat person. Again, because of the extra personnel needed for handling and moving the fat, a fat body. It's, it's like she's angry at the world that more people have to lift her up. It's like, why don't you just go to the gym and lift more weight? And hire stronger people. Yeah, how about you lose weight? <laughs> how about you wow. do that bit? Uh, there's another thing here that she talks about. It's called alkaline hydrolysis, which is also called water cremation. Uh-huh. Actually, that is really interesting. A bit different. They uh-huh. don't do it everywhere. I don't know if they do it in Australia. I didn't check because I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not checking any facts. But here we go. Um, here we go. And in this process, a body is pa- placed in a pressure chamber with a mixture of water and potassium hydroxide and then heated to 320 degrees Fahrenheit under pressure for four to six hours. And essentially essentially what happens in this process is that the combination of chemicals, relatively low heat and pressure, breaks the body down into its chemical components. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, sounds, sounds really cool. great. Yeah. What are the issues for fat people? <laughs> uh, actually, this is pretty cool too. Um, it's more of like a fine white powder. This is what happens to your bones. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, it's more of like a fine white powder. Uh, and then the family can keep them just as they would flame-created remains or, you know, drop them in the ocean or whatever. People- it's good they can dump them into the ocean. They can be with the other whale bones uh, at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, so what are the issues? <laughs> so easy. Uh, what are the issues with this water cremation? So, but what are the considerations for fat bodies in particular with alkaline hydrolysis then? Well, from what I've been able to find, again, this is like relatively um, new practice for disposing of human remains. But uh, the m- concern that I've been able to find is uh, really just whether or not your body will fit into the facilities. <laughs> it seems to be a common trait of the problem is you. <laughs> It's unbelievable. But Kieran, you, you may be asking, how fat do you have to be uh-huh. to be too big? Yeah. Great question. It is a great question. Thank you. So back to mortician Caitlin. She says that standard alkaline hydrolysis chambers will accommodate bodies up to around 500 pounds. <laughs> wow. If you're more than 500 pounds. Fuck me. <laughs> 227 kilos. That's three and a bit people. Like, that's like two. If you're a woman, that's three women. That's unbelievable. That's a man, like two and a half men. Yeah. You know, you could be Charlie Sheen for a day. Um, here's another thing. You said something about donating your body to science. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the probably. <laughs> If you're going to talk about being embarrassed about yourself, this is the section of the podcast that you're going to feel fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those options that I've always been curious about is donating the body to science. So let's have a listen to... I don't think the fucking hospitals would want to take any of the organs. <laughs> yeah, you 
thought you be, so fucking fatty. You would be right. But in theory, it would be amazing for fat bodies to actually receive thorough study, um, post-mortem study. We know very well that fat people and fat health are dangerously under-researched. And it would be amazing to know that my... Fat health is dangerously dangerously under-researched, Kieran. They don't know any... They don't even study fat people. Body could help fat people even after I die. However, in researching for this episode, I found again and again that most research facilities that accept fat bodies... That accept bodies donated to science do not accept fat or very fat bodies... Some facilities say that they only accept bodies between 170 and 180 pounds, which is a very narrow window. The highest limit I found um, from facilities doing this cursory research research was 250 pounds. Which- okay, so 180, 190 pounds, that's between like, it's like 80 kilos, 85 yeah. kilos. Normal, standard sort of... Because when you've got a scientist, it's generally just one scientist. Yeah. Who well, to move the body? Not only that, they they don't need to test on outliers yeah. for general medical. They need to test on the what would be considered the average of average bodies. They want yeah. people like, hey, like this is what like ninety to ninety five percent of the people you're going to cut open is going to look like. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I've just named this one fucking destroyed. I don't even have a note. <laughs> All right, bring it on. Um, from what I read, most facilities say that fat bodies are too difficult to transport and store for their for their uses. Oh my God. I also read from one director of a medical research school that um, uses bodies donated to science that mostly what his facility is looking for are bodies for uh, first year medical students to dissect so that they can learn what the inside of a body is quote supposed to look like and because of this ideally he says they need to see quote perfect bodies to why look- is she saying quote it he, he's the top of the game med- he teaches other people they need to see what the average body looks like yeah, yeah yeah and he's calling them perfect bodies that's the name of them then like there's no quotes around that because <laughs> no, when you're teaching medical students or whatever you basically need to go this is what lungs should look like yeah. this is what this a heart is, should look it. like yeah this is it here yeah. uh but can you imagine like she gets she fucking destroys herself by literally like like this is the type of person be like you should have gotten a vaccine but also is the person like, oh well i don't believe this part of the science it's like no 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 you, if you believe science you got to believe all of it this and- is the type of person who if this is such a concern should open up their own What's it called? Funeral directory service. Funeral directory service. Yeah. For, 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 for uh, specialize in, in yeah. fat people there. Uh, he's one I've just called Science Hates You. And when I read that, I found it incredibly telling. Like, no wonder fat people receive such poor treatment from the medical community. They are literally not taught about fat, fat anatomy. Um, the no, no, no. There's anatomy. In- <laughs> yeah, there's no, you're not a different species. You're just really fat. <laughs> Regular people. There's anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> this instance, when they're dissecting real bodies, only values, quote, perfect bodies as a educational tools. So no fucking wonder that they don't know how to handle fat people. They know how to handle fat people. They just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want the extra staff needed. Okay. Oh. Uh, they do. They do it. They, she found another way you can help donate your body to science, and that's to like forensic labs. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, very interesting actually. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh good idea. Yeah. Uh, so you can donate your body to forensic labs, and they study like decomposition. Yeah. So like when people uh, like hoarders, they get trapped and they de- decompose, so you, they can learn how to study how long a person's been decomposing, yeah, yeah. the methodologies, what happens, this and that, mm. and how to like go backwards as well to go, okay, it's this person, we're trying to find like the fingerprints, but everything's a bit decayed. How can we actually get something of value? Really interesting. Sadly, um, forensic places hate fat people too. Hmm. But most body farms also have weight limits. So that's another <laughs> thing to research for your death plan. <laughs> uh, sorry, love. We don't have a fridge big enough for you. <laughs> Uh, wow. Organ donation is something else you can do. Yeah, I think most of you, I know I have been told over the years that fat people are not able to donate organs, like because of everything in the medical community, restrictions around organ donation seem to be based on BMI instead of on actual health. So you'll find many organ organ donation organizations do place weight restrictions on donation. Yeah. Yeah, imagine like you're dying and they go, good news, we got you a heart. Great, great, tell me about it. Well, this, we took it from a body that was 550 pounds. Yeah, I, if, I'm, if I get a heart transplant or an organ transplant, I want it from an average fucking person. <laughs> As a person, yeah. similar to me, my lifestyle. Uh, um, but in general, I've always been told, most fat people have been told that um, fat internal organs are not eligible for donation. Which is ridiculous. I mean, anyway. He, she would be the first person that would ask, oh, is that a good heart? Oh, we got it from someone who's 600 pounds bigger than you. Oh. Mm. You know. Um, look, enlightening piece of... I don't think I've been this outraged. It's so, it's so angry. It's so bad. I don't even know. I'm listening to it. Everything about... Like, we could have just clicked play. And just stopped it when we wanted because this was how the whole show was. I've got one final clip here, and this is going to make you. This is how I'm going to leave, leave everyone on a bad note. It's either going to be this clip is last, or I'm going to continue the clip of her breathing. <laughs> one no of the more, two. No more breathing. So here we go. Listen to this comment here and tell me why everything she says is wrong. Okay. Fat people are often sold this story that we are somehow more mortal than not fat people like we are told so often that we will soon die that i think many fat people worry about death a lot like we have this anxiety around it and we also worry that we will be blamed or shamed for our own deaths because we've seen it happen but the truth is that thin people are exactly as mortal as fat people are like no matter how healthy they are how fit they are they are exactly as likely to die as fat people are. We will all certainly die. Well done. Great. Oh, you got me there. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just average people are going to die much later. My quality of life. I will be able to fit in my coffin. <laughs> I will be able to go on those rides at Disneyland. I'll be, I will not have to buy two seats on a plane. All of these things I will never have to endure because I, I decided maybe I should go do some bench press and go for a walk. And not eat 400,000 calories a day. Maybe I will die. I guarantee that I am not immortal. I mean, God damn it, I'm going to enjoy it by The 80s. amount of room you're going to have in your coffin too. Yeah, I know. I mean, we could get you a kid's one. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to be putting my sal- extra salami in there. <laughs> my machine. I don't want any kids getting my secrets across the board. 
Um, <laughs> so this was episode 82 oh. of the Fat Live podcast. And everything about it, just everything about this, this show uh, made me incredibly fascinated and angered me to the point of... Uh, I, uh, there were some things I'm standing there, sitting there thinking, there's no way... You know when people do parodies, like really uh-huh. good, like Ali G, great yeah, parody. Great, great parody. And because yeah. there's people out there that actually out like, like Super Wog or, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, like you go, yeah, it can't be real. Like the guys from Fat Pizza, like it's really over the top Lebanese. But you got, I know people that are Lebanese that sort of act in that in that manner. Mm. You know, when I do my over the top non accent, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and then you meet them, you go, holy, what the fuck? That's like, that's that's them. There's no. There's no distinction between the, the like the parody in the real world. Like it's, it's clamble all the way around. If I was to really put together a fat person like pretend to do a fat person podcast for fat people, by fat people, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I would just be like <sighs> and uh <sighs> it's really hard to find a <sighs> coffin. <laughs> like that's how all of these points, like, all of these are great jokes. Like, oh, yeah, they, you know, um, they better get two shovels because they're going to need it to dig me two plots. Oh, it's just... Because it, it's actually, like, and I think the hardest bit about it to listen to is she doesn't even think any of it's her fault. This is just, I'm overly weight, I'm overweight, like, I'm morbidly, I'm a infinifat, I'm, I'm morbidly obese to the point of, not being able to fit into normal clothes, into not being able to do most things that an average person would. But it's not my fault. It's, it's people, society's yeah, fault. People aren't, you know, they, they haven't accommodated for us yet, and they should. And I don't understand. I, I've never thought of that. Like, no one goes, oh, short people, yeah, we'll make the ride height shorter. No, there's a safety requirement <laughs> built in. And unfortunately, Turch, you don't make most of those That's why we're, uh, we're stilettos everywhere <laughs> I go. You know? Uh, you know, we, we tell people you, d- you can't drink alcohol till you're 18 or by, t- for, your, for your safety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, you know, your brain isn't fully fully there yet. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't buy, have, a, have like, you know, buy a, a slab of beer. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all these things. There's, I, no, I don't think there should be any restrictions on what food you can buy or all that sort of thing. But God damn it, I think when you get to the stage of 500 pounds and then imploring for other people to be proud that they're that. It's shocking. It, it feels it is. like, is it a mental deficiency? Is it just a lack of willpower? Is it a, um, is it a delusion? I don't know what it is that she's actually experiencing in her brain that she thinks that, it's a, not it's acceptable. How to many be that. enablers are there? I look, dyslexia growing up. Yeah. Could have not gone to university. Yeah. Could have not struggled through high school. Could have just, you know, blamed the teachers, blamed everyone. But at the end of the day, got goals, got things I want to do. The world's not fucking changing for me. No. Yeah, exactly right. I've got to fucking figure this shit out. You just you just if you want something yeah. yeah, and obviously she doesn't want to lose any weight. Because, I remember because too. Her I remember my supervisor. I put together this this amazing piece of writing, send it to my supervisor. Next day, get an email back. He's read about a paragraph, comment, 
this is terrible. I'm not reading anymore. Perfect. That's the best <laughs> advice you can get back. Right? Yeah. Which I just went, oh, fuck, the bar has risen. Yeah. Do I complain? Or do I just fucking... We go, you call him and go, hey, uh, help, help me what, what the fuck I need to do to, do, to yeah. get it. And I think in this case here, she not only is accepted that fat, like being fat is her identity. Like that would be... There the would f- be plenty of people, plenty of people out there that would be encouraging, go, yeah, you've done your walk for the day, congratulations. Yes. And I don't... I, look, I go to the gym all the time, you go to the gym all the time. You, I see people there that are super fit. Uh-huh. And they see, I, and I'm not the fittest guy. I do all, all right, but if I do the hello to ease, <laughs> but if I see a, a a bigger guy or a bigger woman working out, I'm like, yeah, good for her, good for him. They're doing the right, like they they they're better. They they I know that they're bettering themselves. And if I don't, if I see them again, I'm happy. Yeah. But if I don't see them again, and I go pretty often, same as you, you're like, ah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. You know. Um, we better finish this podcast because Dweezil has just arrived and I was the, complaining that I haven't seen Dweezil. Uh, Kieran, uh, uh, all our wankers out there should stop, should, you know, if they got clips of that podcast, send them <laughs> into us. But for all your other wanky needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. If you'd like to send us some hate mails, some death threats, some rants or tell us why we should be uh, Infinifat as well, record it on your phone, email us at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. Kieran, Thank you so much for listening to her breathing for a minute. (laughs) Thank you. And we will see you next Thursday. Come on, man. Motherfuckers, guys. Come on. Give me the five-star rating, baby. Give me the five-star. That's all I want, baby. That's all I want. I'll fuck all the beautiful girls in the goddamn world. They'll fuck a ten-star. I just want five. Five, baby. Just five.